Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you excited for Lindsay's birthday? I am, yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to talk to her really, but. Oh, well, you're staying in her room. Do you know that? What? She said it when we were sitting out here. I was like, okay. Andy told me that he wasn't coming tonight. So he was like, just take my room. I mean, there's an extra room, isn't there? Yeah. I'm just going to tell you you're not staying with Lindsay. I'm not going to. No, you're not going to. I'm going to say wherever you want, you're not staying in Lindsay's room. Okay. Not to tell you what to do, but to tell you what to do. Mm hmm. What? Nothing. You're just really pretty when you're not. To another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, Summer House Edition. You guys want to know how many times it took me to remember the title of the show? A couple times, a couple times. This is our, our um, third try at the intro. So um, how are we doing? I hope you guys are doing all right. I love this episode. I love this episode because it was good in and of itself, but it was also, we know, the setup to even more drama. So I'm just, whew, I'm girding my loins. I'm getting a fresh pair of panties on and I'm just ready to go. And I hope you guys are as well. So let's start off with this episode. Kyle is, we're still at his birthday party. I don't even know if you could call it a party. His birthday speech that has nothing to do with his birthday and everything to do with him um, telling his people that they have to pledge um, undying at least loyalty or at least silence with regard to Kyle and Amanda's relationship leading up to and during the wedding. So uh, it's still very awkward. Amanda's left this uh, mock stage that he's built and uh, she's embarrassed. And it's now they're mad at each other. Amanda's mad at Kyle for 
making this weird ass speech in front of not only the people in the house, but also people that have nothing to do with the situation and don't know what's going on. And Kyle's mad at Amanda because she doesn't let him speak in his words. Okay. Um, he's annoyed that she's annoyed basically. So then Kyle follows after Amanda. He accuses the other women of telling her to postpone the wedding, which they didn't. And Amanda tells him that. And she's like, you know what? We talked about this in therapy earlier that day and you need to watch your tone. And then Kyle says, yeah, thanks for nothing. He walks away in his tight little white jeans. And then Kyle, Carl tries to follow, follow Kyle. Carl tries to follow Kyle, say that three times. And he tries to get him off the ledge. And clearly Kyle thinks that this is as weird as everybody else does. And is like, yay. I think Amanda probably just maybe thought that when you were going to make this speech on your birthday, that it was going to have to do with your birthday and not whatever that was. And Kyle's like, no, I get it. But she doesn't let me talk to her friends and say how I feel. And then in a confessional, Carl's like, Kyle's feelings are valid. He can have those feelings, but I just wish that he would read the room sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, giving a bizarre speech on his birthday could have been handled, you know, a different way. <laughs> uh, yeah, to say the least, Carl, to say the least. Uh, meanwhile, the girls and Andrea are upstairs gossiping. They're downloading Lindsay on what happened since she was at that wedding. And then Andrea and Paige have, I guess, their, like, breakup conversation if you can even call it that, it was pretty low key. And again, I think my point has been proven that Andrea doesn't really give a fuck because uh, this would not be the conversation you had if you were really thinking that you were going to go into a long-term serious relationship with somebody and then you found out that she was dating your friend. Like, this is you don't have this conversation at somebody's birthday in passing doesn't happen. So he starts off by saying like, oh, is uh, Craig going to be your date for the wedding? And, you know, she's playing very coy. Obviously, she knows the answer is yes. But she's like, I don't know. It's like a month away. Like, how do I know? I'm just, you know, easy breezy, beautiful Paige. And um, then he starts like dropping hints. He wants to take her out on a date. And Paige says she doesn't think it'll be a good idea because she's still talking to Craig. So in a confessional, Andrea sets himself up as the next, you know, heartbroken, highly abbed individual. And as you know, I have a lot of love to give. And, you know, I just wanted to see where things went with little, little, tiny little page and, um, you know, but it's not going anywhere. So now I can move on and find the right girl. Okay, great. There have been a lot of rumors about him having a girlfriend. Does anybody know? I don't care. You don't have to tell me. Um, so then we see, uh, Amanda run into, excuse me, Maya run into Kyle on her way out. And she's like, hey, I just want to tell you, for sure, the conversation that the women had with Amanda were strictly about y'all being happy, feeling good about going into the wedding, and not anything to do about telling her to break up with you, postpone the wedding, nothing like that. Kyle said that he was under the impression that that whole conversation was just like an hour of them talking Amanda or trying to talk Amanda into postponing the wedding. And this is where I'm confused because earlier Amanda said that they had a whole big long therapy session about this whole situation 
earlier that day. But how does he not know what they talked about? Like, wouldn't that have come up? (laughs) At some point, either she would have explained or he would have said this before and she would have been like, no, that's not what happened at all. And then explained, I don't understand why he's so confused if they had this whole psychologist intervention, therapist intervened conversation about it. Doesn't make sense to me. Okay. But anyway, then Maya and Kyle start to vibe with each other. You guys know why you can listen to a couple episodes back and I'll, I'll tell you why they were vibing. Okay. (laughs) Um, so then, you know, she's like, you were, I was in a similar situation as you. Like, I know what it's like to feel all this pressure, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, yeah, I feel like you're the only one who really gets it. And she just says, I want you guys to be like really excited. I want you guys to be running down the aisle, not just walking. We just want the best for you. We love you. He, you know, wraps her into a warm embrace. The only thing that he wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, that was basically it. Like he gets it. He's calm his understanding, right? Then he meets up with the rest of the girls and they hash things out. Paige is like, you know, we love you guys. We love you. It's all good. Hugs, 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 right? So then (laughs) the editors decide to play some hip hop song about like working in the city and being a boss. And that was supposed to be the intro to Paige in her Instagram sponsored apartment looking lovingly at Craig just coming out of her bathroom. Just what, what look was that? And you know, it's like the middle of the day, you know, neither of these people are working hard. The man is like, what? Just drawing up uh, concepts for his new uh, lawyer commercials. I, what does he do? Pillows? He does pillows. He's in the business of leisure. And she's in the business of like taking mirror selfies. So neither of you guys are working hard. I just say that was maybe a misstep on the, on the musical direction this week. We'll try again. Um, But they're like so smitten with each other. Another thing that I caught was that Paige says in a confessional that she basically texts Craig this ultimatum saying, here's where I'm at with you. If you're not on the same page and we need to just end this. And then she's like, oh, and then he hopped on a flight and, you know, he's been here all week. Hair flip. But she said last week that he was coming. She's like, she told the girls he's coming Sunday night. So this seemed pretty pre-planned and, you know, whatever. Like, nothing, there's not going to be anything that they tell me about their relationship that I'm going to care about <laughs> frankly. So, you know, if you want to live in the fantasy, you have it, girl. You live in that fantasy. That's for you. Well, anyway, then they stumble on over to the couch and talk about how much fun they have and how, oh, have you noticed lately when we've been out, we just look at each other and talk about how we need couch time, which is apparently the time where they have snacks and watch their favorite shows. And, you know, like they just have this great energy with each other they get each other it's so lovely right he's talking about how much he loves the city and her place and how it's like homey and usually he doesn't feel that way when he visits and yada 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 two lovers in love right and then they start having the where are we question which Paige starts by saying you know I think it's usually pretty loserish for a woman to ask like what are we doing but I really like you. 
whatever, right? And Craig, just right out of the fuckboy playbook, I mean, it was a real, like, blink and you miss it thing. He plays the fuck out of her, okay? Let's just break it on down, shall we? So first he says that at this point, it would be inappropriate for them to be exclusive with each other because he feels like it would just fizzle out quickly if they tried. Okay, let's go back a little bit. When he found out that Paige and Andrea kissed each other at a party, he had a whole shit fit, leaving her crying in the closet, and... Then he's talking about, like, you can't do that. Like, if you... It was part of their whole storyline, him coming up. Like, you know I can't come to the house if if you uh, continue to be with him. Like, putting all these ultimatoes all over Paige, right? Right? So, now you're saying that it would be... You come up to the city. You spend the whole week up in her sheets. All over her Brooklyn in sheets. All over her uh, West Elm couch drinking out of her um, Instagram ad uh, cookware and, and mugs and cups, right? And then you're telling me you're lathering yourself up in her, in her, you know, whatever the fuck lotions and serums and the whole thing. Cause you know, he does. Right. And now you're telling me at the end of your trip that it would be inappropriate <laughs> You guys have been living together for the last week and it would be inappropriate for you guys to be exclusive. The man is a madman. He is so wild. Then he says like, you know, if we just get to the point where we start hanging out more and more and it starts to become unreasonable for us to see each other or to see other people, then we'll just like do that. Like, let's just have it happen naturally. Okay. And then Paige seems to just be eating this up right out of his grimy little hands what I'm hearing is that Craig is saying, I want to be free to fuck whoever the hell I want until the very last second that I think I might lose you. <laughs> and then we'll get into a serious relationship. And then he says that as long as Paige tells him that she prefers him more than any other guy, then that's all he wants. <laughs> and that he likes where they're at. Like, you know, him coming up to New York every now and again, hanging out. I'm sure the fuck you do. I am sure you do. This is, a perfect situation for you boy you benefit from every angle of this you have a girl who does not come down to charleston right so you're free to do who and whatever you want whenever you want and you can facetime with her and then you can go out to like shep's bar and do coke all night and she'd be none the wiser because she's not going to come down in the there and visit but then you like oh yeah I'm gonna come up to New York uh just hop on a flight flights are cheap these days and uh I got a free place to stay I can use up all her serums I don't know I'm so stuck on that but I bet he does I bet he's very generous with the drops okay and he just blows right through her face masks I know it to be true We'll, we'll move on um so he gets to come up there for free and and sleep with this chick like, what about this is working for her? And so as long as she's only pining for you, as long as you're number one, that's your only condition, is that you be number one in her life. <laughs> wow, what a fair trade. <laughs> this man is a monster. 
He's an absolute monster, girl. Ugh, okay. So then we see the crew. They're driving back out to the Hamptons. <clears throat> Danielle and Lindsay are riding together. They're talking about, like, this is Lindsay's birthday weekend. Hooray. How she invited Austin to come up. And Danielle turns to Lindsay and says probably the most shocking thing that Danielle ever has and will say since she announced that she fucked Jordan, that she likes Austin and that she always has. Like, I know she wasn't in the winter house, but, like, didn't Lindsay tell you? Didn't Lindsay tell... Didn't anybody tell you what happened? You like him? You? Mm. Mm. Okay. I mean, we can't be right all the time. I can't expect perfection. I can't. I really can't. It's not fair. And I take it back. So then we see... Paige, Sierra, and Maya, of course, they're all talking about Paige and Craig and, you know, how Andrea's out of the picture now and they can just be friends. And I love that Maya slid in the question of, I wonder what Andrea's personality is going to be now that it's not going to be totally based around being obsessed with you. <laughs> A real question for the ages. And if uh, the rest of the episode was any indication, uh, the boys got nothing. So nothing. Coffee service is over, you guys. So all that charm is gone. Sorry. Paige says that if Andrea were to hit on her, like at this point, Craig would be pretty upset. And then Maya's like, you know, I think Craig's like a pretty cool guy, but you know, like I don't love the idea of you guys being in a relationship. And Paige is like, I know. <laughs> anyway, so then Maya tells the girls about how she was supposed to go on a date with somebody earlier that week, but she ended up canceling. She was, you know, PMSing bloated, not feeling her hottest. And Sierra, in the tiniest two-piece crop top short set I've ever seen, looking like the sexiest green bean on the planet, has the nerve to say, like, I'm so bloated right now, too. Ma'am, your abs are bursting through that shirt. You're bloated? Fuck out of here. <laughs> disgusted <laughs> so um god did, what do you think she got up to 103 you think 103 and a half oh so anyway she um she's bloated but she's excited to hang out with austin <sighs> okay and she says that she is like a little bit nervous because she hasn't seen austin in three months since she and Paige went down there and she's like just really nervous about what's going on. But I guess she finds out that uh, Austin's going to be sleeping in Andrea's bed because he's not going to be there the first night. And she says, like, I don't really understand. Um, and also she doesn't have any clue of what's going on with Lindsay and Austin and is nervous about that dynamic as she should be. So in a confessional, Sierra says that Lindsay's been in her words, wanting to like, She's been bringing up the fact that Austin's coming up for her birthday a lot. She's been dropping a lot of hints. And she just feels like Lindsay's trying to show her dick about the, her relationship and her friendship with Austin in front of everybody. Her. In front of her. And she's like, I don't really care if they're friends. I just wish, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not over Austin I don't know where we stand right now. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. And here's chick like talking about how great the uh, friends they are. And I just like, I'm not trying to hear it. Right. So 
then we see Lindsay's side of the story and where she does stand with Austin. And she says that after Winterhouse, she put him on ice, totally froze him, DND, Austin Kroll, and for a month. He was texting, he was calling, blocked him. Then a month goes by and she hits him up and is like, you know what? We've been friends for years. We have this established relationship and you get to this winter house and blank me for this chick that you just met. And you're not going to treat me like that again. He made, you know, whatever promises and flirtations that he did and weaseled his way back into sweet hub house's arms, her toned, tanned, probably Botoxed arms. And she, they're good. I guess she says she doesn't know really what's going to go on with them. She thinks that he's going to sleep in her room. Um, no comment on Sierra. But when Danielle asks what's going on, she's like, you know what? I don't know. Like, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since we've been in Vermont. So the doors and the legs are open. Paige, Maya, and Sierra come to the house. They arrive at the house first. And they realize that first, Andrea's not going to be able to bring their bags up. So they're like, fuck, who's going to bring our luggage upstairs? And they're like, oh, Carl. So we'll wait for him. Then they go to the kitchen. And when they open the refrigerator, they realize that everybody left open oysters and raw meat in the fridge over the course of the week since they've been gone. So they're like, you know what? I'm not going to take this on. <laughs> We're just going to act like we didn't see this, grab the rosé out of the wine fridge and kick it back in the backyard. So they go back there. They're drinking their Hampton water. Carl comes out. The sweet angel reminds us that it's the anniversary of his uh, brother's passing and that he just, you know, obviously it was a very heavy day. He spent the day talking to his parents and crying and, you know, working through his emotions and just being very sexy. And, you know, he says that he knows his parents worry about him, but the greatest gift that he's been able to give them is his sobriety, which is absolutely true. And uh, that his brother's in a better place. He's in the best place of his life. And yeah, and then he tells them, that Mackenzie's coming. So next. Anyway, um, then I gotta say, it kind of feels like, at least for now, while this Lindsay and Sierra situation is happening, we're um, tabling the uh, Kyle and Amanda situation. Look like in the preview that there's a lot of drama <laughs> still to come with them. I uh, don't know how we're all going to get through that, but um, I guess if they can, we can too. Uh, so anyway, it seems like they're putting that, they're shelving that for now, but we do get little hints, little moments where they're like griping at each other. So when they get to the house, there's like a miscommunication. Kyle's trying to make small talk about how much traffic there is getting into the Hamptons now. She thinks that he's saying something about a guy named Travis he doesn't even want to correct her. So when he walks out of the house to like grab some stuff out of the car, he says, dude, shut the fuck up. Never in my life. Like, I just can't imagine a man calling me a bitch, telling me to shut the fuck up and marrying him. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. 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 So of course our himbo King, Luke, is the one who opens the refrigerator and notices 
the befoulment that's happening in inside. He fixes it and fixes everybody in the process, really. He also bought two different bouquets of flowers for Lindsay. <laughs> I really love him. And now that Alex is not in this episode, our true himbo king is able to shine. And he came to play. He woke up. And we'll talk about it. It was, you know, classic Luke. We'll say that. Um, so then Lindsay and Danielle arrive. And the tension between Lindsay and Sierra begins immediately. Kyle's trying to be nice. And it was like, hey, maybe we as a house should all go outside and greet Lindsay because it's her birthday weekend. And uh, Sierra's like, yeah, I mean, she can just come back here and I'll, she'll get plenty welcome when she comes back here. <laughs> Not getting up for that bitch. Okay. So... Then they go, everybody goes to the backyard and they start talking about the weekend. And when Amanda asks where Austin's going to be sleeping, Lindsay's like, oh, well, I just assumed he'd be sleeping with me. Of course, in that moment, Austin's rolling up. Lindsay's, or Sarah's rather, uh, frowning more and more. Poor girl's going to have a double dose of Botox that month. And here comes Austin. So inside the boys are in the kitchen. Luke is trying to talk to Kyle in, the, in there about like what the hell that speech was about at his birthday. <laughs> and Kyle says he felt like the conversation was the elephant in the room at his party. But it felt really good to get it off his chest. Cut to, again, Amanda saying the exact opposite. Because Sierra is asking, is Kyle mad at us? And she's like, no, not at all. Like, he, I think, realizes, he definitely, absolutely realizes that that was not the time and place to bring that up. Now, remember, Kyle literally just said that it felt great to say that. <laughs> so, you know, great communication, y'all. Doing well. We're all doing great. So, uh, then Kyle says that Amanda, and, he and Amanda fight. They get over it. And if anybody has any bad to say, anything bad to say at this point, they might just need to keep it to themselves. So, no, uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> no, no comments about how you were actively going to work on your relationship. Just everybody's got to shut up about it. Okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. So then in walks Austin and those stupid dimples. Dimples were, until this moment, one of my, like, mm, just, like, cute features. Like, I just melt for a man with dimples. And then I saw that busted bitch, that busted can of biscuits, <laughs> walk through that door, 
just knowing the hell that he's going to rage throughout this whole mansion in Southampton. And I just like, ugh, in that moment, I was, I was like recoiled. It was like, like shock therapy. Like, ugh, I don't like this anymore. Gross. He Kool-Aid mans himself out through to the backyard and he and Lindsay do this like, you know, koala bear hug with each other. And Danielle takes that opportunity to be like, uh, Sierra, like what is going on with you and Austin and Carl and Alex (laughs) and Paige is like, well, you know what? Carl's got a girl coming this weekend. Nobody gives a fuck about Alex, frankly, and Austin dot, dot, dot. So then Austin goes into the backyard, like I said, and then everybody goes inside so he and Sierra can have a conversation one-on-one. And he starts off being an absolute flop immediately because Sierra compliments him on his tan and they're talking about uh, sunscreen. And he's like, uh, do you wear sunscreen? It is 2021. If you don't know that black girl, black people wear sunscreen, like... <sighs> <sighs> She's like, yeah, dumbass, black people get skin cancer too. And he goes, I guess that's right. Yeah, I guess so. How many black people is he? Okay. So anyway, then Sierra asks Austin if he's excited about Lindsay's birthday weekend. He's like, yeah. She's like, well, you know, she says that you're staying in her room, right? Like, that's what she told everybody. And he's like, well, uh, uh, I don't understand. Uh, what? Because... Andy, because he calls Andrea Andy, um, colonizing his name, and says, you know, Andy offered up his room to me because he's not going to be here. And here's like, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're not sleeping in Lindsay's room, okay? (laughs) Not going to happen. You can stay in any space that you want, but you are not going to be staying with Lindsay. Not to tell you what to do, but I'm telling you what to do. And... He's like, yeah, totally. And then he does this thing where he just stares in her eyes and she's like, why are you looking at me like that? Hmm? He's like, oh, I just I like, you know, you look really pretty when you're mad. <sighs> Gross. Okay. Then Sierra says, you know, we're just going to have fun this weekend. Maybe we'll make out, you know, who knows? And he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Then they go back into the hot house where Austin immediately plays the fuck out of her by being right, beelining it to Lindsay and being like, hey, uh, you, we should go to, for a drink like right now. Just just us two together. Right. Let's catch up. So then Lindsay asks Austin, OK, let's go get ready. Where are you staying? Because I assume that you were going to be camping out in my room. And he's like, oh, well, you know, Andre offered up my room. And she just had to like tighten up and be like, OK, yeah. I'm going to stay there for sure. Yeah. I'll show you his room right now. Great. Yeah. So then she shows him Andrea's room and he's like, oh, this is like cool. This is like a great setup. Like, unless your room is better. Like, is it great? Like, should I stay there? Should I, should we go look at your room right now? So they go over to her room and he's like, wow, this is like so awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And then she gives him the tour of all the rooms. So at that point, uh, Sierra, Maya, and Paige are all you know, uh, Charlie Bucket's uncle (laughs) in the bed at this point. And, uh, Lindsay shows him, she's like, Oh, this is Sierra's room. Okay. Bye. And closes the door. (laughs) 
So then Paige and Sierra go up to the door to like hear, did they say that they were going to go out somewhere? So they go to see if they can hear what, where they're going. And then Sierra says again, like, I don't understand why Lindsay always feels the need to like rub her relationship with Austin in everybody's face. I don't care with the friends, but I just don't really, you know, like it's not a contest. Right. So do you want a cookie? Because Maya can make you some. I gotta say, like, um, she can't. Maya orders owes me six cookies right now. Okay, like, I love you, girl, but I I would like my cookies, <laughs> and I haven't gotten them. I would like my cookies. So so she's busy. I mean, it was a good joke, but she's busy. Okay. Then everybody has dinner outside. Then they're gonna go out for drinks later. So Luke is like, um, am I in a world of my own, or are Lindsay and? Austin not here? <laughs> and I felt like that was like a, a genuine question. <laughs> so stirring the pot and asking the real questions. So, oh Lord. Then cut to Austin and Lindsay going on their drink state. Let's be real, right? Lindsay, girl, baby girl, full crop top, white, braless. You did that, girl. <laughs> nipples on Jennifer Aniston and the boys couldn't take I mean she knew exactly what she was doing and I loved it we we all did salute a bad bitch when you see one <laughs> why she's doing this for Austin the world will never know you know many other men that would deserve it before him but I, I see what she's going full court press full court breasts and full court press okay so Austin himself is going full court press on Lindsay and is like Oh, you're 35, you don't look a day over 29. Ugh. She's like, yeah, it's because of my Botox. And he's like, it's also because your tits. Like, this is like the first thing I looked at. Like, the first thing. Like, the first thing I looked at. Like, the, like the first thing I looked at was your tits. Was the first thing. Okay. <laughs> so, then he asked Lindsay, like, what's going on with her dating life? She's, like, talking about how she's having a hot hub summer. He's talking about how, you know, you absolutely should be selfish, you know, definitely do that. It's so important to just do you and be selfish. And I just feel like, bro, you have taken that information and Shikari Richardson ran with it. Okay. And you got to rein it back in. Let's pull it way, way back, back to the finish line with you and start over. Cause you can't handle it. Okay. You've taken this too far. And then back at the house, Luke is trying to figure out why it is that Austin's coming up for Lindsay's birthday. Like, what's going on with them? And Danielle's like, I don't know either. Carl's like, don't ask me. And then this leads to Sierra telling everybody, I get that it's Lindsay's birthday. I don't care about their friendship, but he's not going to be sleeping in her bed. Okay? Not going to be happening. So then Luke <laughs> decides to turn and ask Sierra, if she's dating Austin, and when she says no, he's like, why do you care so much about him sleeping in Lindsay's bed? And so Sarah's like, he's just not going to sleep in there because I said so. And Luke is like, well, yeah, okay. So then Amanda tries to go in and explain to Luke, well, I feel like there have probably been conversations going on between Sierra and Austin. And, you know, maybe there's the potential for there to be more going on between them. And it would just be uncomfortable if he stayed with Lindsay. And so then Luke 
basically takes this opportunity to call Sierra a hypocrite because she didn't care at all about Austin flirting with whoever he wanted, or excuse me, he didn't, she didn't care about flirting with Austin in front of him at the winter house, right? So he's like, you know, we used to have a thing. You didn't care about me at all. Did not care about me at all. You guys were making out, doing flirties with each other, kissing, laughing, giggling in each other's mouths. And here I am trying to make an igloo to, to escape from you guys. Did You didn't really give a fuck, right? And so then Danielle interrupts them and says that what she knows about the situation between uh, Austin and Carl, Carl, Austin and Lindsay is that they're... Pl- completely platonic for right now but there is a door open right that could absolutely change so luke brings up again the hypocrisy of why um of what sierra is upset about and sierra starts getting annoyed and is like luke don't try to be a victim right now okay Luke goes on to point out that there has been a double standard because when she came into the house, the summer house, he got called a fuck boy in every possible language in every way and a creep. But Austin is able to do whatever the fuck he wants with whoever the fuck he wants. And nobody calls him a fuck boy. <laughs> so Sierra starts to go back and forth with him. But then Paige is like, you know what? Men have so few double standards. Like, just let him have that. Like, frankly, he did have a point. He he's out here able to cause chaos and nobody really pins it on Austin and it's about to happen again. <laughs> Luke really kind of called this whole situation. <laughs> His third eye is open. It really is. So then Sierra or Luke says in a in a confessional that Sierra treated him really poorly last summer, like really poorly. But she continues to be involved with Austin and it's just really hypocritical of her. So then back to Lindsay and Austin's dinner, Austin tells Lindsay that he was trying to figure out what Sierra's reaction and vibe was about him coming into the house. And he's like, I just wonder if it's going to feel like rubbing anything in her face. If like I were to rub my face into your face tomorrow at the party. Like, I kind of wonder how she would feel about that. Like you do. Or are you just trying to um, talk Lindsay into talking you out of feeling bad? So now you guys, when you guys hook up with each other and you finger her in front of everybody at this party, uh, you know, you guys are going to be a team. Because she told you it was going to be fine. He's a master manipulator. Lindsay doesn't hesitate for a second to tell Austin that Sierra's been involved with Carl and Alex. So she thinks he's off the hook. And then Austin does what he does best, which is to light the fire to make these two women fight each other later so that he doesn't get in trouble for being a fuckboy. And he tells Lindsay that Sierra told him he's not allowed to sleep in her bed. And Lindsay's jaw drops, right? And then Lindsay says that Sierra is an insecure little girl. Little girl, okay? And in a confessional, she says that if Sierra is intimidated by her friendship with Austin, that's her problem. She's not going to walk on eggshells for a girl who's been involved with her best friend for just a couple months. She's not going to walk on eggshells for anybody, okay? Hot hub summer. So Lindsay tells Austin that she doesn't want anybody giving him any instructions on how he should act and... 
He's like, babe, do you think anybody can tell me what to do? No. I mean, fair question. The answer to that would be no. Clearly, no. So after that, everybody meets up at, like, Southampton Social or whatever. And as soon as Austin sees Sierra, he wraps her up in this big bear hug. And he calls her a little minx and a little Jezebel. (laughs) And these women... And basements are just flooded. Oh, you little Jezebel. Ew. (laughs) If somebody whispered in my ear and flirtatiously called me a Jezebel. Like, sir, go back to the Titanic. Like, what's happening? And yet here we see, once again, Sierra just putty in his big, sweaty, dopey hands. We get this whole montage of everybody partying. And Austin whispers to Sierra that... (laughs) That she looks like goddamn Celine Dion. What? (laughs) And her basement is flooded. I don't get it. I don't get it. They're touching each other all over. Austin's grabbing her ass. Lindsay is trying her hardest not to get activated. She's like, I don't understand what's going on with them. You know, we need to leave. And then Sierra and Austin start kissing. And it's just so obvious that... Austin's been sinking his dirty little grubby paws into Lindsay this whole time. Flirting with her, making promises. Uh, Sierra's not anything to me. Like, we're going to have so much fun on your birthday. It's all about you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, he has been setting this trap. Lindsay's not stupid, okay? She might be extremely love drunk, but she's not stupid. She's not so stupid that Austin didn't say any you know what I mean like I just have a hard time believing that like if he was any kind of honest with her she would not be this taken aback by their physicality with each other like clearly she thought something was going to happen why this doesn't turn into anger towards Austin for being dishonest with her is anybody's guess anyway Everybody goes home and they get ready for bed and they do the usual like four panel, see what everybody's doing in their rooms. And, you know, there was a little clip of Carl walking around in nothing but his boxer briefs. And just so you're uh, satiated, you perverts who were wondering, I only rewound it once. Okay, because I'm a lady. Thank you very much. Lindsay, and also because it was very clear. Okay, I didn't. (laughs) Twice was enough. I got it. You know what, Lindsay? (laughs) Congratulations, girl. Anyway, um, speaking of Lindsay, she's down in the kitchen having a good time until she sees Sierra and Austin start to flirt. And then she is like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed and take my 28 year uh, old eggs with me. And she's like really trying to be like light and bright and cute about it. But she's pissed. And when she gets to her room, slams the door and is like, idiots. <laughs> so, all of them. Meanwhile, Sierra's trying to get Austin to sleep in her room. And so they keep flirting. And I just like, I can't believe I have to tell you this. But Austin whispers to Sierra, I want to eat you from front to back. A statement that would be incredibly hot. If it was said by literally any other guy in this house. (laughs) 
I would have been so down. I'd been like, go ahead, girl. <laughs> but, ugh. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. No, I can't. I cannot. So Sierra, of course, is like, oh my god, are you serious? Are you serious? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, uh, take your clothes off right now. Oh god, shivers. Shivers up my spine. So she, let's get this quickly. Um, She's like in front of the cameras. And then he looks up and realizes there's cameras. They laugh. She leaves. They go to bed, right? Okay. The next morning, Lindsay is in a free Britney trucker hat. She's starting to get set up for her party. Kyle and Amanda have another little tiff about why there's a blanket on the bed, okay? Or on the floor. And Kyle, last night, had spent uh, the last bits of his consciousness uh, wrapped up in some sort of blanket with nothing but his boxer briefs on. And... Trying to pretend like people couldn't see him. Seemed like he was doing an invisibility, invisibility cloak bit. Didn't quite land. Um, so he just left it by his bed. And why did he lie? <laughs> First of all, Amanda was being really annoying. He's like, Kyle, why is this in here? Why is it in here? Did it just float in here? Why is it in here, Kyle? But he was like, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, yes, you do. <laughs> You were wrapped up in it like me um, playing Miss America down the hallway when I was seven. <laughs> Why did he lie? <laughs> um, so Lindsay tells everybody the, the concept of her party, which is Lindsay's twisted fantasy, right? They're going to have different stations for everything that she could possibly want. She wants to go to Mexico, so there's a tequila station. There's a make-your-own-sandwich bar, which uh, I don't think anybody was allowed to actually make their own sandwiches, but I will say that the sandwiches looked really good. Like, it was a perfect sandwich for a hot, drunk Hamptons afternoon. You know what I mean? Just great bread. All the fixins. Anyway. Good, good, um, good vegetables. You know, some places really skimp out on the, the quality of the vegetable, like the tomato, and then you end up with those, like, mealy mushy tomatoes ugh, they're the worst like my soul leaves my body when you bite into like a slimy mushy old tomato but those were the good ones and that's important never a detail missed never a detail missed over the uh, hub house pr anyway so she still do that i don't think she does <laughs> anyway she's got this whole thing she talks about how she's got a balloon arch to represent um her uh, millions of healthy eggs <laughs> She's such a queen. So Andrea comes 
to the house. He immediately makes a beeline for Sierra and Austin to ask if his sheets are still clean from the night before. And um, Sierra starts dropping hints that she does want Austin to sleep in her bed that night. So then Mackenzie, the girl that Carl's pretending to date, shows up. And, you know, they're talking about their love languages again. Physical touch. I don't care. Um, Kyle and Austin go on a beer run. And Kyle's wearing this, like, ridiculous black, like, muscle tee situation. It's black and it's got a green slime font that just says Kyle. And he says that he's had that shirt for quite a while and Amanda won't let him wear it. But honestly, like, I was just kind of loving that look way more than his button downs. It was like kind of hot to me, but maybe the most attractive I'd ever been to Kyle. And I, it was a stupid shirt, but why did it do something for me? It was hot. Kyle starts to tell Austin about the wedding and how he knows people, couples that had their small weddings during the pandemic with not a lot of people, but he and Amanda really wanted to celebrate with everybody. And then Kyle reveals that his investors have been asking him about a prenup. And he says that he doesn't really want Amanda to get the wrong idea, but he's a business owner and that does complicate things. Correct, Kyle. So Austin, in a moment of clarity, that says any red flags that you guys have need to be brought up in premarital counseling. There's levels to that. This shit needs to be figured out before you guys get married. Okay? Right? So, and and with a professional. Mikhail goes on to say that the first investor started asking about this prenup back in 2019. And he just doesn't know how to broach a subject to not only Amanda, but her parents and his parents. And I'm feeling like, am I in, on another planet? Like, why? What's not clicking? Right? You know, like, this should make all the sense in the world. This should have been the first thing y'all talked about. You guys are in business together. Hello? If only for that purpose, y'all need to be, like, hashing out what happens if you guys break up. What, does she still work for you? Does she have stock? Does she have an investment in this company? Like, what do you mean, bro? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to have to bring this up a lot, but, like... This is base camp one of like, what? why are we not having this conversation? Why wouldn't this be a given? I'm confusion. Anyway, um, Lindsay and Austin are now getting dressed for her party. If you can even say that. <laughs> she put her titties in a cage with a butterfly on it. And, and like, God bless her doctors could not possibly be me. People would see me and be like, why are you have two dead butterflies in the middle of your stomach? <laughs> Like, what's wrong with you? God bless. They look great. Perky. Perky. As mine or not. So, um, everybody's in costume. Kyle's decided to wear an inflatable pink unicorn situation in the middle of summer, which I'm sure was absolute torture for him. Kyle, Carl dresses up as Prince Charming or himself, really. Even in a cheesy Disney themed uh costume still did it it still moved for me um danielle is dressed up like uh alice very hot a really hot look and then she tells sierra that she's trying to like low-key set up this guy with maya 
she doesn't know anything about it, but she's just hoping that, like, if she drops this guy in the crowd, that Maya will be like, who is he? <laughs> we could just do it organic style. So this guy comes up. His name's Oliver. He looks like, um, <clears throat> like a Kid Cudi going to Coachella or like, like Donald Glover, like 2012 Donald Glover going to Coachella, something like that. Um, you know, heavy on the, heavy on the forehead band, the tie-dyed forehead band. He looked, he seemed, uh, handsome, but then he was all doing all the right things. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to be hot and it's another thing to just be like into all the trends. Like he just, he just looks like a nice looking guy, but I think he was cute. But you know what? Another thing, ladies, uh, International Women's Day, M Women's Month hint for me to you. The glasses can be very deceiving. If you guys are on the dating apps, make sure you see at least two pictures of the guys without sunglasses on because they're on to us. They figured out if I wear wayfarers, it will take away about 40% of my bustedness. They're not going to be able to know. So make sure at least two pictures of them without sunglasses because they know they know how to do it now um at one point carl is talking to Mackenzie. if you can even call it that it seems like they're real starved for conversation <laughs> but i guess it doesn't matter at this point but he's looking at kyle and is like look at my best friend and my boss and then you look they pan over to carl kyle rather who is um in austin's arms and waist really crotch and um just being humped in that in that unicorn costume he's having a lot of fun he's having a lot of fun Mackenzie makes a point about how i'm really less worried about him being your boss and more worried about amanda having to be married to him for the rest of her life <laughs> and then she tells carl that his breast smells so you know what y'all see why i don't really bother talking about her the real non-factor so austin has been very busy because at the beginning of this party, he was flirting all over Sierra, talking about how good she looks, making her put a blonde wig on, dancing with her. But now he's gotten tired and now he's doing the exact same thing with Lindsay. And now Sierra's having to sit there next to Maya and pout. Okay. So they start talking about what's going on with Austin and Maya says, what y'all need to be doing is talking to Lindsay and figure out where her head's at with Austin and go from there. Then they start to talk about guys that they saw at the party. And Maya's like, you know, I did see this guy. He had really big arms. I don't know what else he looked like, but I did notice the arms. So they go to find him. My girl, she plays it so cool. She walks past him and he says, hi. She's like, oh, hey, hey. So he takes his hand out to shake her hand. She's like, oh, hey, I'm Maya. Like, you guys want to take a shot? Mm, love her. So they take shots. Danielle sees that they've uh, made contact with each other. They take another shot. Then Maya's like, you know what? I think we're going to change so I can go to the pool. Danielle and Oliver are like, yeah, she seems like a really dope chick. So we'll see. I mean, we know that they're not dating. <laughs> I, I listened to an interview that she did and first of all she had a lot of colorful things to say about austin maybe i should pull up what it was because it's actually quite funny but she does mention people talking about uh uh her and luke possibly dating each other and she says that they're not but that the door is 
open. So I think we do see possibly them flirting with each other, but I guess it's not happening as of now. So in this interview she did with E.T. And she, <laughs> she says about Austin, sorry, this will be one second. Oh, <laughs> I've just never seen someone this, that chaotic in my life. Maya remarks of Austin. I was like, we're giving this one person this much space to basically tear down everything we've built up this summer. And then to meet him, I was like, this is a guy? This is who we're fighting about? I don't even get it. Like, what? 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 There were three what's. <laughs> so yeah, I'm cool if Austin never comes back to Summer House. And I think that the drama should be kept down south. God bless her. She goes on to say, Austin played the game and he's more entitled to that. It just sucked to play the game. I'm not used to seeing guys play the game with two women that live together or that are in the same space, maybe at the same party. So that definitely gave it a different element. But I don't know. I can't explain that guy. I want to, but I can't. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, he's now flirting with Lindsay and the party's continuing. At one point, Amanda's complaining to Kyle again that he needs to drink water because nobody wants to see him pass out in the costume. Andrea's acting awkward with Paige, even though he says he's trying not to. And then we see Lindsay and Austin uh, in the backyard, but kind of away from the party. I mean, like, people could definitely see them, but they've definitely, like, made a 30% effort to not be right in the middle, right? So, (laughs) they kiss. And Lindsay makes a comment about how she kisses everybody on the lips. And Austin's like, yeah, cool. That's okay. And then they proceed to kiss. And they keep going. And the parties, you know, we're seeing other people in the party doing their thing. And they're still kissing. And people are getting drinks and they're still kissing. People are leaving and breaking up and making up and having babies and giving birth and having major life moments. And Austin and Lindsay are still kissing each other and and, you know then they do the thing where you're like really intensely kissing when you do like the the um the little smooches afterwards you know little pecks afterwards like they're in it this is not just like an i kiss all my friends kiss this is a hey um i want to eat you from front to back why did i bring that up because i didn't even want to hear it again (laughs) it's that kind of kiss we'll put it that way and uh then they say i love you to each other and the episode ends We are really in for a treat of drama. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I, this is going to be a disaster, an absolute disaster. I can't wait to watch it all play out. Are we getting an episode next week? Because they did like a mid-season trailer that they usually do when they're going to take a break. So maybe I'll be back next week. Maybe I won't. Anything time will tell okay with that thank you guys so much for listening thank me for speaking love you